Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, everybody. This is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. Uh, we're coming to you on your today's presence, our podcast that we're learning all about. Sam, um, I noticed something different is going on in your room. Uh, <laughs> now, not that everybody can see it, but I can see it. So normally you have books behind you and now you have a weird gray sheet behind you. And then I'm going to ask you what kind of coffee you're drinking, it is but I want to start with that. Literally a bed sheet. Oh, and nice. it's because, by the way, I, I want to ask you about yours first because yours is always going, something going on in yours. That's no, amazing. Mine's no. always a scary place to be. You're, what, just why do you have a sheet over your books? Okay, okay. So last week, my boss um, asked me to join a meeting and he didn't tell me that we were joining a Zoom meeting with three CEOs of very important companies. <laughs> we were talking to. So I hop on this meeting and I am the only person on the meeting with a background of all of the junk in my garage, basically. <laughs> uh, I looked like an amateur and everyone else looked like professionals. So I decided enough of this. So I went and got a sheet and I hung it behind me. Um, so is that professional? Is that what, is that the move? No, it looks like I'm hiding a body. It does a little bit. But yours, you've made some improvements and well, they yeah. are amazing. Yeah, I well, wish people could see them. Well, the problem is we have to, I mean, if you watch Crosswalk, you can see it. I, the, the problem is I got to shoot video, actual video stuff from my garage now because of our shelter in place order. So I'm trying to make it into a decent looking studio. So I, um, so I've been, I've been doing the, I've been looking at a lot of YouTube videos, figuring out how to work and like uh, cameras. I don't know how to work cameras, but since I got to do the majority of this myself now in my office, in my, in my garage actually so yes anyway what kind of coffee are you drinking today no no wait also i want to know why you look so sharp it's absolutely i can see i can see detail that i don't want to see yeah that's the problem right the um, cerebral cortex i can see in, <laughs> it's amazing no um so we got um some black magic 4k pocket cinema cameras uh, we were going to invest in some updated cameras for some more media that we were planning on doing anyway but this just made it all like that much more critical. So we got that. I've got a, so I've got a ridiculous camera in my garage, which okay. I probably shouldn't tell everybody because they could come in and steal it. But uh, you don't, you don't know the Tim's codes. address you is one one twelve thirty two thirty two Santa Monica. <laughs> I live in Santa Monica. That'd be great. Sam, what kind of coffee are you drinking today? Um, I am on my last, just the last bit of my fruit party from Dark Horse San Still. Diego. But yesterday I got a text message from co co Covert Coffee in Tennessee. My <laughs> shipment arrives. COVID coffee. <laughs> so that's exactly what was happening in my brain. <laughs> I get a shipment of COVID tomorrow. <laughs> no, it, uh, Covert is sending me a shipment arrives tomorrow. And I'm nice. very, very happy. Nice. For those of you who don't know, that's our friend Brian Fowler. Brian Fowler. In who's, his stuff is amazing. Collegeville, Tennessee, roasting in his basement. Right. What are you are drinking? You gonna, I, I'm drinking. Um, I'm actually drinking 
um, Arcade Coffee out of Riverside, which just phenomenal. Stevie and his team are just amazing people. And um, half my staff works there most of the time, I'm pretty sure. But um, they, they deliver our coffee. And so we have quite a significant number of um, five-pound bags of their third street espresso. So I've just been using that because it's around and um, normally we serve like 1200 cups of coffee a weekend and uh, we're not now. So we, ha- I think we've stopped the shipments, but we, uh, I'm still going through some of it. It's a, a blessing, a blessing for me. Anyway, uh, it's third street. It's a blend and it's quite, it's quite good. It's really not bad. I'm arrow pressing today. Look at us. We say we say a blend with such shame. I know it's a like, blend. It's, it's a, a blend. blend. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, all of you coffee snobs. Right. It, you know. But what are you going to do? <laughs> it, it's hard times, folks. We're in unprecedented times. We drink <laughs> unprecedented coffee. I, I will say this. I am missing. I am missing our our coffee shop at the church because they're uh, just we got that new Slayer machine actually from Arcade and it's just an amazing machine and we've been making really good lattes and Americanas and and Gibraltars as they say. It is a beautiful machine. It's beautiful. Anyway, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Sam, what are we talking about today? Hey, well, listen, we need to do a couple more things before we get to topics. But if we want to foreshadow the topics is we're going to we're going to talk about how to be inspired. But first, Tim, um, some reader mail. Oh yeah! Look at that. You want to talk about your mail? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know. Well, let's make announcements. Re- reading this podcast. Let's make announcements first. Okay. We'll probably do announcements, and then we'll get to the reader mail. We'll do that last. Cool. All right. What announcements do you have, Sam? I I want to first um, say that if you have any questions, um, you can send us an email or contact contact us. I sound like such an old person. Email us or send us a postcard. Um, <laughs> Does the mail uh, still work the, the, <laughs> for anything other than junk mail that comes to me? Pony Express. Oh, your $1,200 um, check should be coming soon. We should be able to be reachable anywhere. So even either whatever, show notes, whatever. People I, actually believe, I believe you can just email podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, I believe that's true. If not, we'll set it up today. But um, okay. yeah, you can email us say, that direction. Email me at tgillespie at um, <laughs> t, t money. At Crosswalk. There's none of that. None of that. Um, second thing is, I, I want to say that um, shameless promo for our Saltworks Sabbath School. Oh, yeah. Um, happening this coming Sabbath at 1030 uh, PST. Join Tim and the gang, all of us. We're going to do a, a Bible study. Every right. Sabbath, 1030. That's, that's what the five of us from the one project, six of us from the one project, if Rod, if Rod wakes up from Australia. Um, and it's a very erudite conversation that I basically have nothing to say. I don't know if you've noticed that, but the last few days I'm just sitting there. Yesterday I was trying to plug in stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not, I don't know that I'm helping at all, but you're saying very nice things. I'm, I'm just comment. I'm color commentary. Everyone else is saying very smart things. I'm just going, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that um you have it do you have any announcements uh yeah we've got a couple things going on at crosswalk this weekend it is easter weekend so we've got a friday night service it's at 3 30 pacific time um so eastern time at 6 30 it's at 6 30 both sides of the country let's put it that way um and so we're doing an easter our children's director karen graves uh ordained minister of course is uh speaking 
she's speaking at both of them. And we've got Bryant Rodriguez, who's helping us out in the, in the Eastern time zone. And Mike Rhinus is kind of hosting and doing some work for us in the, um, or running the communion service. And it is communion. So we want you to put stuff together. And then of course, we've got our four, four services on Saturday, 7.30 uh, Pacific time. I'll just use the Pacific time, 7.30 Pacific time. Well, 10.30 Eastern, um, 9 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 Pacific, 12 Pacific. You can do the conversion. And then we also stream on, Sunday, which has caused some interesting ripples, interestingly enough. Let's, for a moment, dwell on that. What do you mean? <laughs> We've had some people that have pushed back saying that we're on a very slippery slope because we're providing a church service on Sunday. Well, you are. Well, yeah. I mean, it, just for the record, I, they're all there. You can watch them whenever you want. But we decided we would do one on Sunday because we've got a lot of healthcare professionals that um, probably can't watch on Saturday. So if we give them a Sunday option, we thought we'd do that. We also are using it as an evangelistic tool. Somebody's finding the value of it. And we're streaming it live. So what I mean by that is it's all pre-recorded, obviously. But we are involved and engaged in the chat because the chat is our lobby. And so um, we're engaging people and there's been some cool ministry experiences that have happened out of that. But I've had some pushback from some, some wonderful people who have said, you know, we're on a slippery slope and we shouldn't be doing well, that because we're worshiping on Sunday, which I, it's a that, weird gray area, right? I don't, think, I don't think our founding fathers and mothers of the church were thinking about this when they were talking no. about Saturday and Sunday. Well, listen, I know we have other topics to cover, but I think this is worth dwelling in dwelling on for a moment if you if if you sure. have time. Yeah. Since I, you know you have the timer, so I have the timer. I think we have time. Cool. Um so what what do you think the what do you think the real the, the slippery slope we're headed to or the hang up is by offering a worship opportunity like is it is it not okay then to sing a, a worship song on sunday that you sang on saturday is that the hang-up is it i mean i i know i know what adventists think happens at the end of time with with the sabbath um yeah sunday, sunday. law was mentioned <clears throat> yeah so what is it what's what's the big fear that's I, I, well i think it's that i right i think it's slippery slipping that we wouldn't you know that we're we're worshiping on sunday as well now if it was sunday night by and large nobody would have a problem with it right sunday morning seems to be a sacred time for sabbatarians right if you do it on sunday morning then it's a sunday service um i you know our take on it was listen we want to give this opportunity out there and if people find value while they're while they're non-geographic specific if they find value in it and when we start up again obviously we're not doing sunday services we have a sunday church that meets in our in our um facility that runs from us so if people find value in the voice and in the culture that we're bringing to them and hope in our services and they they were to show up on a saturday morning wow that's an evangelistic opportunity so for us it was like this makes sense and i didn't really think that much about it i guess i guess i didn't have my my filters on the way i should have or you know, mm. my traditional Seventh-day Adventist filters. I, I understand where these people are coming from. At the same time, um, I did not think it was that big a deal. And maybe maybe people would push back on that because we're on this slippery slope. But I think you're right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you're right. It, are we, like, how far are we going to split that hair to the point of you can't worship at all except for on um, Sabbath morning? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've always had a, a hang up with the the word, the word keeping, the word observing, um, the words worshiping. All those need to be correctly interpreted about Sabbath 
about any day, really. Right. Um, and yeah, our, our fear that somehow we're going to lose the the sense of the holy uh, because about Sabbath because we're somehow doing something we did on Sabbath on a different day is um, I think we got to get over that. Now, I mean, I I can speak a little stronger about this than maybe you're willing to, so I will say it. <laughs> um, it is it is nowhere are we instructed by our mother, founding mothers or fathers, or scripture, are we instructed to avoid worshiping, praying, praising any of the spiritual disciplines that edify the soul on any day of the week. The the only thing that the Bible instructs us to do is to set aside one day um, for honoring the, the, the work of God in creation, mm-hmm. and that that'll be a, a mark of people who are so faithful to Him in the end. But, but to to say that we cannot worship on any days, Saturday night or Tuesday morning or whatever day, is really a misinterpretation of the intent of the of the command commandment. I, I so, would, yeah, I would agree with you. But I think I think we have a nomenclature problem, right? If we call it church, we're streaming a church service. That's a problem. If I called it a Bible study, or if I did it on a different, you know, if I did it at three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, nobody would seem to care. So I think that there's that direct link that they feel like we're slipping or whatever. I actually think we're adding, like we're not subtracting Mm. from the Sabbath. We're actually adding to it. And we're clearly Sabbatarian. I mean, we do four services on Saturday. So, you know, I... I, I think you're right. I think it's it's a it's actually diminishing the idea of worshiping God whenever, and it's it's the slippery slope to me is idolatry of that day. That's yes. I think a much more slippery slope that there that that I think this particular worldview would would say. But of course, there's going to be people who vastly disagree with us. But what I think is funny is that we really we literally have a guy who goes and pushes a button. And then the rest of us are just, you know, no, chatting you, online. So you're you're ruining you're ruining it for many of us who think we're watching you live. <laughs> no, nobody, everybody knows that now. I would think <laughs> there's nothing live. Um, hey, you want to do some follow up reader mail? This yeah, is, let's do it. I'm just gonna be honest. This is fake reader mail because it's only one person, right? And only we don't really, person. again, have any readers that read podcasts. <laughs> Because that's not the. That's not how that. I don't know. I don't know the technology. I'm so sorry. hundred percent. But I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I'm. I'm exposing how old I am. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Listener mail, and it yeah. was actually probably text messages. Listen, right. listener text messages. There's only one person, and he's probably the one helping us put this yeah. thing together. So, yeah. um, apparently, we didn't spend enough time on when we talked about young pastors and how young pastors are. Uh, the start of their ministry, the t- the the pressures they feel um, to prove themselves, all that we raised that issue a couple of episodes ago, a couple of yeah. seasons ago, couple. Um, <laughs> and I think it's worth coming back to, and we should um, maybe we should say more to young pastors as they're beginning. Tim, what would you say to a young pastor? I have two questions, two parter. One, okay. who is is starting ministry now? in the middle of this pandemic, here's an example. I know of a local youth pastor who arrived at his new church in February of this year. <laughs> and two weeks later, he's have, his youth ministry is, you're not doing it the way you thought you were going to. Right, right. It's all, I mean, 
What do you say to young pastors who have been thrown into a pool that's really difficult to swim in right now? And then second, just in general, a young, a young minister starting who wants to get to where um, you are, Tim. <laughs> no, good luck. Because um, I don't know where I am. No, listen, this is, I think, the most important thing to remember. Ministry happens between people, right? We've got... Hmm. We even I don't care if you're in an analog world or a digital world. Ministry still happens between people. There are um, and there's a bunch of different giftedness. And um, I've you know I've had young young pastors who are like, oh, I want to do what you do. Well, okay, then do what I did, which is also go you know to to Bakersfield Academy and spend a week on somebody's couch doing a week of prayer for kids who don't seem to care and for no honorarium, you know, take time away, sacrifice and do the ministry. And then the blessing that comes out of that is that you meet more people and you get to share the gospel. But it's not about as much as it is about the speaking, because it kind of has to be, because that's the format in which we work. At the end of the day, the gospel is transferred from one person to the other. And so you need to focus on that. That's what your job is as a minister. And then get good at the competencies around it. And and that means you read, that means you be inspired, that means you you've you think deeply and you surround yourself with people who will challenge your faith and grow your faith. Um, but there's, there's not really getting to a point in ministry. I don't think, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, I would argue, Sam, that you're one of the most sought after sought after speakers. You always have been. Um, wow. No, I, absolutely. I think, I think one of the greatest speakers of our generation. Wow. Which, which makes me, um, Always That's, makes me jealous because every time I get a speaking gig, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going here. And you're like, oh, yeah, they asked me. I said no. no. So I just, I basically get your castaways. Yeah, I don't want to go there. You go there. Um, it's not true. This is not true, everybody. It is true, 100%. Delete but, the, whoever's editing this, delete that last part. This is but, not true. But at, the, but at the end of the day, right? Really, truly, at the end of the day, um, our job is to minister to people who are in need of, the, of hearing a good word about Jesus Christ. And that can take lots of forms. And we have, for years, we've had this particular format of going and speaking in front of large people, large audiences. Um, And maybe that's changing. Maybe that's something that this whole thing will do. It will change. Maybe I won't travel so much and I'll just get in front of a screen more because people are are feeling more comfortable with it and we'll transfer the gospel that way. But at the end of the day, I still have to be doing the good work of caring for people you know, compassionate, mm. compassionate pastoral care. That's what I would say to young people. Yeah. But I would yeah. say it much more succinctly and quicker than that. No, that was, that was great. And maybe, you know, I suspect we're going to have some more follow-up to this um, because I, I think what, first of all, I just want to say, Tim, yours, Tim's uh, singular spiritual gift is affirmation. So thank you for affirming me well, today. And I don't want this to turn into just a mutual affirmation podcast, but um, Tim is my favorite communicator, preacher. Aww. And um, I will confess that, it, that you are my family's favorite. And it hurts a little Well, the, uh, I hear my own kids say- You're my family's favorite. <laughs> this uh, I, I will tell you also, can I share a little bit about you, you've reminded me of a couple of conversations I've had even recently with young pastors who say, who, who want, who want just a shortcut to what they think is the, the, the goal of ministry, which is a big platform, lots of influence and whatever. Um, and my response has always been, I don't think you and I have ever sought that out. I think what we, what we did do is fall in love with the gospel of Jesus. Right. 
we saw its transformative power at work anywhere you speak it in Bakersfield, uh, right. you know, or in we, Bakersfield is not the worst place on the planet. <laughs> so that's not so, how we're using that. I just that was an example. It's the example is small place where you don't you know the 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 thank you is really a life transformed not you right. know there this is the days before social media where you walked away with 10 more people in your social media yeah. network it's you you did it and you still and we still do it for the love of seeing the gospel transforming people and transforming communities and if that's not your motivation then it's this is not the path for you is what I would say. But um, but let me be transparent. I, you know, we spent the first few years of our ministry playing music in a band. And I really thought like that was going to be the thing. Like I thought, oh, this is it. I'll, I'll be music. And I had thought that since I was 15 years old for no good reason. Like I'm not good at music. I was never, you know, any of that. The music I wrote was pretty, pretty horrific, I think. But um, not true. But it was great. Well, I don't know. The, um, I, I will say this though, when I when we stopped playing music in the band, I transferred that kind of desire for whatever that was, whether it was fame or whatever, I transferred that into preaching. It wasn't until I left ministry um, in my early 40s when I had a clear, like a clear, I don't know, word from God, whatever you want to say, where God was like, you need to shut up. Like, no, but you're not is this for me anymore? Just be quiet. And so I went for two and a half years without really preaching in front of a congregation as I went into healthcare and worked in healthcare for a while. So coming back, I had a very different attitude. I wasn't seeking, I wasn't seeking the same things that I was before. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a trap of being young and a trap of, of this new kind of celebrity economy moving into the church world as well. And I askew that now it's part of, it's part of the world, I guess. But, um, like for instance, this podcast for me, like I love our conversations. And so I thought it would be f interesting if anybody else could find hope in them because I always mm. do, but that's the motivation for me. It hadn't always been, but it is now. And so, you know, if you're a young minister, don't chase it, yeah. create something of value and people will find it. Seek to be admirable, not admired is yeah. how one author I read some time ago put it. Yeah. And I would tell you who the author is, but I can't remember um hey so one thing that probably should we should just one more moment on is that that the amount of work that you put into crafting every message that you deliver the research that goes into it the um the the care with which you craft every message is something that i think young pastors it escapes them they think that you just you just pray the spirit inspires you and you set a timer and you go well, i've got 25 minutes to talk let's go i've actually had young preachers say to me hey so um how how do you prepare and they're blown away when they find out that it's actually a very long process they don't see the amount of work that goes into the prep um, um so uh, yeah, I, I would say maybe this is another podcast we need to do eventually about how you prepare. But um, the the work that impresses people these are these are not necessarily recitations these sermons, right. and they're not necessarily performances. But you you have done the amount of work it takes to make it look easy. 
Right. That's why when, when you told me that you were a manuscript preacher, the first time you told me that I was like, get out of town. Like there's no way you're a manuscript preacher. You are so, it looks like it's so effortless and so off the cuff. And then I've been like, we've roomed together when you're preparing sermons and the absolute turmoil that you go through. I think, that's a, I think that's a good word for uh, the the anxiety, the the anger. <laughs> the, you keep looking at me like, why are you talking to me? I'm busy. There, your inability to engage in a in a conversation when you're working on stuff. I'm just saying you, it's the general you. It's not you personally, except that it is it, you. Um, it's exactly it's exactly it. I don't look and and the peace with which you approach all of this uh bugs the tar out of me <laughs> yeah you, you write you write sermons recreationally for you this is this is a recreational activity for me it is so it's it's so hard yeah but i mean i think like you know you're you're the you're the um oh i was going to think of a a very good director you know who doesn't come out with a lot of movies but what you come out with are they're just you know they're oscar winning every time like i'm like the adam sandler of preaching like i can <laughs> put out a lot of stuff but it's not like nobody's quoting it they're not interested in it but um, so, it's that's not true maybe that's that not the so best not parallel but however however and this has become kind of a mutual um affirmation yeah, but was, i will say this when when you told me you were a manuscript preacher that surprised the the tar out of me because um because you make it look effortless but now that i've known you for as long as i have i understand the work that goes into it for it to be effortless the hmm. effort that goes into effortlessness is you know it's breathtaking Let's put it that way. Yeah. Hey, um, so we've got probably another minute or two left. We never got <laughs> to the topic we were going to cover today. Um, but what is what is the tar out of some... We both used the... Yeah. Where I don't even know from? what that means. I have well, no clue. Doesn't it come from like a going to beat the tar out of someone? But what... I I didn't grow up speaking your language. I have no clue what this yeah, saying I don't know means. Where it comes from. I think I hope it's know, not bad. If only there were a place where we could go to find find information about <laughs> stuff that would answer all these questions. I have no idea. We'll leave that. We'll leave that to the listeners to figure out what it means to the tar of some. Well, it's got to be bad, right? Because you would tar and feather someone. Beat the yeah, tar yeah, some, yeah. It can't be good. It can't be good. Surprise and, the tar out of me. That can't be the right way to use what? that. What I. I don't think we're I don't think we're on the right path here. Listen, so let's I, get off this path. I don't think you saying that you didn't speak this language. I don't think that's that, I get you to say that, that for the rest of my life. You say that all the time. Any any time I say I've never even heard you speak sense. Spanish. I've never heard you speak Spanish. I don't even think you speak Spanish. Because <laughs> every time I ask you to speak Spanish in a you know to my congregation, you're like, no, I don't really, I don't really do it. So I don't I don't know that you know how to speak Spanish. <laughs> You've watched like a telenovela a couple times. Maybe. Is that what's going on here? I don't know. I highly, hey, I highly hey, doubt listen, it. I highly listen, doubt it. I can I tell you something? Okay, this is not true, but a little bit because, as you know, my daughter just got back from Argentina, and once in a while, from learning Spanish this year, her right. it was a bit of a truncated year learning Spanish, and once in a while, she'll say a word, and I have no clue what it means. <laughs> And she'll say the same thing to me. Like, you don't really speak this language, you do don't. you? Like, I do. <laughs> I do. It's my first tongue. Uh, hey, I, th I think we're, I think we're near, near out of time. Uh, <laughs> we're not good at this. We're not. We're not. <laughs> Are we going to get better at it eventually? Maybe we. 
<laughs> Maybe. Let's do a takeaway. What should our takeaway be for this this time together? Yeah. Um, I, I think if you're a young pastor, I think there's some some good takeaways. Work hard, do the work of the gospel, that sort of thing. Um, we we both are drinking blended coffee right now. That's the kind of world we're living in. That's how bad <laughs> things have fallen. Um, no, I think I think that's the main thing that we talked about, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And for me, like the the if if I had some word to say to a young pastor today, is again I would repeat this: your greatest fulfillment and satisfaction and joy has to come from the the proclamation of the gospel good news. Yeah. Um, that is. That has got to be your greatest joy in seeing lives transformed by it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about the rest. Right. Get good at that. Get good at that. Absolutely. Hey, this is Sam and Tim. Tim and Sam. Um, we did learn one other thing. Sam doesn't actually speak Spanish. Have a great <laughs> week. Really appreciate you guys being here.